I think it is crucial that we expand the canon. It only enhances our future and makes our future brighter to tell those stories and to experience those stories and to know that we've always existed. This is our history. This is our legacy. Hello and welcome to This is a Classic, the Expand the Canon Theater Podcast. I'm Emily Lyon, Artistic Director of Hedge Pig Ensemble Theater, and I'm here on Whidbey Island with the Artistic Director of Island Shakespeare Festival, Alina Hodges. Hello. Alina, thank you for being here with us today and for inviting me to come join you on Whidbey and at ISF. For those of you who don't know, Island Shakespeare Festival is on Whidbey Island, which is off of the coast of Seattle, which is beautiful and incredible and amazing. Alina, Tell us a little bit more about yourself and also about your history with Island Shakespeare Festival. Thank you. ISF was founded in 2010 with the intention of bringing accessible classical theater to our community on South Woodby Island. I was graduating from acting school that year and moved home and auditioned for the first season. And I was cast as Rosalind in As You Like It. And that first summer, we had no idea we were starting a Shakespeare festival. Our founding artistic director, Susanna Rose Woods, in our first like opening night backstage circle, gathered us all together and said, you know, if we have as many people in the audience as we have on stage, we'll call it a hit. (laughs) (laughs) And lo and behold, we had like a hundred people show up for that first performance and decided to keep going and do it again the next year and the next and the next. And here we are, our 13th summer season and my seventh as artistic director and my first directing. (laughs) So yeah, it's been a a really cool journey growing ISF to this point. It's really interesting as a person who also kind of got attached to their organization fairly early on that you are so familiar with the intention and what it's been and its history before you step into leadership. We have sort of similar stories there. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Speaking of us, we met a few years ago, the Shakespeare Theater Association Conference, which we will probably refer to as STA. Um, as many people do, people in the know. Can you tell me a little bit about, because um, I think your first year at STA was the same year, was our first year at STA. I would love to know a little bit about what you were hoping to get out of that conference and where you were in your leadership journey at the time. 2022 was the first year that ISF attended STA. We've been members of the Shakespeare Theater Association for years. I don't even know when we joined, like a while ago, but we'd never gone to the conference. It's an annual conference hosted by different theaters around the world, really. And we'd never gone. And when I stepped into my role of artistic director, um, I was young. I was 28, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was really a struggle for me to find my footing in leadership and in empowerment in that. And I really struggled with hierarchy and I really struggled with the idea of being in a position of power. Mm. Um, I was dealing with some things in my personal life that kind of exacerbated that resistance internally. And so early in my journey as artistic director, I, I focused a lot on kind of how I can interpret 
my role as a leader differently than what's maybe expected or what the norms are. And in 2021, I got to participate in this really awesome program called Leadership Whidbey, which is really about like local community leadership and connecting folks in community to mm. amplify each other's work and work together as leaders to further community development and enrichment. And I was part of the first class of that sort of a cohort on Whidbey Island. And it was really, really wonderful. And through the journey that that inspired to sort of deepen my relationship with leadership myself, I felt <laughs> empowered. I felt agency to reapproach attending the conference with my board. And for the first time, everyone said, yeah, absolutely, you should go to that conference. Mm. And I think I was really ready and ripe for taking that step and ready to absorb and learn. And that's really what I thought I was going to the conference to do was learn from mentors, learn from others who have been in the field for a long, long time. And of course, that's part of it. But I was also really surprised how much I felt called to participate in conversations a lot more than I expected to. And I had a lot to contribute to the conversations that are happening in our industry right now. And ISF has really strong commitment to anti-oppression work and creating agency for all of our collaborators. And that is something that I think we are able to contribute at conferences like STA, where those conversations are starting to happen. But the work is uneven across kind of the organizational field. I will also just commend you, frankly, on, you know, working with you, working with ISF, being here, your commitment to policies and truly searching for equity. I mean, equity is part of Hedgepig's mission as well, uh, particularly gender equity. I have really been so impressed, your commitment to anti-oppression work, as well as having so many supportive roles here, having an intimacy director, fight captain, text coach. If anyone listening is interested in having some really good policies, hit up Ms. Alina Hodges please. And thank you. I owe a debt of gratitude to Charlene Smith from Brave Spirits Theater. I came across her policies online when I was starting Ooh. to dive into my own and she was gracious enough to give me permission to build ISFs off of her templates. And so same thing here. I would be honored to share the policies that we've developed over the last couple of years with anyone who wants them. So speaking of other sort of collaborations, I am so thrilled that late last year, ISF announced, you announced, that we would be doing a three-year partnership with Island Shakespeare Festival and Expand the Canon. And I am so glad and so grateful and so excited that ISF is committing to produce Expand the Canon plays for that length of time. And I'd love to hear your experience around discovering Expand the Canon and what pushed you to make that kind of commitment? I'd read about Expand the Canon and thought it was so cool. I was really excited about what the program is and feminist classical theater producers are producing a lot of really great, wonderful plays that are written from a narrow cultural perspective. In our inclusion language that we use, especially in casting, you know, we acknowledge that so much of what we are doing while we want to make space for as many people as want to participate in classical storytelling. And the more inclusion there is, the more representation there is, the richer the stories become. Mm. Having the container be as limited as it is, 
I think doesn't serve that goal. The container being the, in quotes, classical canon that someone decided is what it is. So it's really exciting to me to develop awareness that actually the classical canon is huge and what can be considered a classic and is a classic, there's a lot more to discover. In meeting you and getting to know a little bit more about the plays specifically and starting to read some of the plays, I was like, oh, these are <laughs> these are really good. And frankly, feeling really frustrated watching and and hearing you in these STA meetings asking producers, like, what do you need to be able to feel to feel that this is a risk you can take? What support, what facilitation would help with that? I know you've had a lot of academic interest and a lot of theoretical interest and a lot of, honestly, a lot of fantastic press. And yet producers are like, yeah, but I'm sure the play is really good, but we, especially coming out of the pandemic, yeah. need to get butts in seats. And a recognizable title is what's going to do that. Great, cool, fine. We're all doing Romeo and Juliet this year, me included. But I happen to live in a community where we can do a brand new adaptation of Dante's Inferno that includes South Park characters. And it's <laughs> it was uh, adapted from Mary Jo Bang's translation, which is like super contemporary mm. and <laughs> weird AF. Um in a beautiful way. Uh, but our community will embrace that. The weirder, the better <laughs> sometimes on South would be. I know that this is a community that is always going to show up for the comedy. Mm. And they're always going to show up for the non-Shakespeare, whatever that non-Shakespeare is, honestly, even as a Shakespeare festival, a lot of our audience is like, cool, but what's the other one you're doing this year? I'll come mm -hmm. see that. I feel a little sneaky in this, <laughs> but I know that this is a community in which these plays will be celebrated. We have a long, long history on South Woodby Island of women in power. We had an mm. all-women city council right after women got the vote. Women took over the town of Langley. I had a woman mayor that year. So building on that from recent history and a long, long history of the indigenous cultures on Whidbey Island and the empowerment of women in those cultures. It makes sense here. Whidbey Island is home to Hedgebrook Women's Writing Retreat, an amazing program that was founded on Whidbey Island and has grown to international acclaim. So there's already the celebration of women's voices and women's work in our community that I think is unique a little bit. ISF was founded by women, so it fits here. The partnership that ISF will have with Expand the Canon and with the plays that are part of Expand the Canon will continue well beyond three years, but three years is like a nice media phrase. And also it's a commitment that we can share with our community, we can share with our audience and grow that excitement over the next three years so that as we continue to add Expand the Canon programming into what we do, there's energy for that and, and anticipation of what that will be. We are recording this before the shows that we are directing open. Just to be really clear, I, Emily Lyon, am directing Bold Stroke for a Husband by Hannah Cowley, which is one of the Expand the Canon plays. It's from our 2020 list. And hopefully all of us listening to this lovely podcast have, have heard of it, have heard that episode. If not, I invite you to go back. And Alina is directing Romeo and Juliet, which is fabulous. 
our audiences will be listening to this after the shows have opened. So far, you've gotten to see the first reading of Bold Stroke and work with this text. And as an artistic director, are you feeling confident about producing this classic play that you've never seen before? What challenges have there been for you so far? And what are you hoping? I am feeling very confident about producing this classic play. We have an amazing cast. We have an amazing Mm -hmm. team. You know this play so well. I will say I don't like reading plays. I won't probably ever be on your reading committee because I don't (laughs) like to read plays. I really find it to be tedious because I like to see plays and I like to be part of making them. But when I sat down to read Bold Stroke, I couldn't put it down. I was laughing Mm -hmm. the whole time. The, The characters are such clowns. We've got a cast who is embracing that. It's funny on on the page and it is unbelievably more funny on the stage. And like I said, our audience loves a comedy. That's what they show up for. I have no doubt that this is going to be a huge hit. I would love to ask, speaking of seeing them both, you're also directing for the first time this season because of course you don't do possibly enough for this organization. (laughs) And I'd love to hear a little bit about your approach to Romeo and Juliet and why it speaks to you now and people who are going to definitely come see it should look forward to. Yeah. um, Romeo and Juliet is the reason for my life. (laughs) I fell in love with Romeo and Juliet when I was four years old. I went as Juliet for Halloween when I was six. I got a like children's abridged version of Romeo and Juliet, like a script abridged for Christmas one year and I was dismayed to find that it wasn't the full version. I was so mad. When I decided to take the step into directing, I knew it was Romeo and Juliet. And so really the question I asked myself was not like, what play am I going to do? But is now the time and is Romeo and Juliet resonating Mm. for me at this moment? And was surprised to find a resounding, yes, this is really resonating right now Mm. for me. Um, And what's resonating, you know, especially coming out of the last few years that we've had is the reconciliation at the end of the play. And the really tricky, nuanced idea that sometimes peace comes at a great cost. So that is sort of the central idea that we're exploring with this play. The core of this play and what I hope audiences take from it is a sense of catharsis through that and an experience of this play in a slightly different way. We know it's a tragedy. We know how it ends. We always know that. And we also think that we know who these characters are, I think, and they're so iconic. It's really interesting to me to pair this like most iconic love story with a play that no one has maybe heard of or not that many people have heard of and to get to present both in a new way and ask our audiences to experience both for the first time. Reconciliation is something that is really important and we're figuring out, I think, how to do in as a culture right now. And having seen also some of your runs and some of your work, some of the moments in that show are just incredibly beautiful. It is a beautiful show and what you are doing with it and how it lives in your soul is also really just so lovely. If people are rightly excited about seeing both of these shows in rep, how can people see the show? Please visit us on Whidbey Island. You take a ferry across the water. You can find information about our season at islandshakespearefest.org. 
And we do offer reservations. We're also a pay what you will festival. So you can just show up and watch the show and pay what you will after. Or if you like to plan ahead and want the security of knowing that you have a seat, especially at Bold Stroke, which I know is going to fill up, you can go ahead and reserve seats online through islandshakespearefest.org and just hit the little reservations button at the top. And of course, my favorite question What do you think is the importance of expanding the canon? I think it is crucial that we expand the canon. I think that as you are proving, uh, folks who aren't men have been (laughs) writing plays and telling stories forever, probably, all over the planet. And it only enhances our future and makes our future brighter as a global civilization to tell those stories and to experience those stories and to know that we've always existed. Thank you for your leadership in expanding the canon, your commitment to it, your leadership here at ISF, and that really beautiful answer. Okay, before we go, is there anything else I should ask you or that you want to ask me? I guess, what do you see as the next phase? What are the next steps? What do you need? How can organizations like mine further the mission of Expand the Canon? Oh my God, thank you so much for that question. Yeah, partnering with us is an incredible way to do it. Reading these plays, if you don't like reading these plays, (laughs) calling me and talking to me about what play might be right for your season. We offer consultations so you can book an hour with me and we can talk about your theater and your community because I also love how thoughtful you are about knowing your audience and who your community is. We have very intentionally curated plays that could be right for almost any audience. We have such a span of different things. So getting in touch, asking about any assistance in curating for your educational arms as well. A classic stage company in New York recently used one of our plays in their education and their students were really excited to have, to know that there are more legacies to pull from that they can see themselves in. Get in touch, produce one of these plays, read these plays and, you know, talk to your donors. I think your boards and the folks in terms of who is supporting this work I know it's really easy to to wonder if our audiences will show up, but I do think there are people who are committed and interested in seeing these plays. Be in conversation with your audience, be in conversation with your community, and ask your board, your donors, your supporters, would they be interested in seeing plays by a variety of historic women? Would they be interested in finding out that Zora Neale Hurston has a play that they really should have seen and will fall in love with. Does that align with their values to have diversity representation and still excellence on stage? So get in touch with your community, get in touch with us and be bold. Thank you for that question. Yeah. Thank you for your work. Ah, thank you for your work. And audience, thank you for tuning in to this episode of This is a Classic, the Expand the Canon Theater Podcast. Alina, I so appreciate you, admire you for your commitment to making a better working environment for theater and a better world. So please get in touch with Alina about that and go see the productions. And of course, of course, you can always learn more about Expand the Canon at expandthecanon.com. Alina, do you want to do the closing with me? Yeah. <laughs> If you believe in the importance of expanding the canon, please give us a review and subscribe to this podcast. 
And then hit the share button and forward it along to a friend, colleague, or a Romeo you know. For info on what's up next, you can follow us on Instagram. At Hedgepig Ensemble Theater. And Shakespeare Isle. On Facebook slash Hedgepig Ensemble Theater. And Island Shakespeare Fest. Or join our mailing list at hedgepigensemble.org. Or islandshakespearefest.org. You can also support this effort by donating at the link in the comments below. I hope we see you this summer at Island Shakespeare Fest on Whidbey Island. I'm Emily. Thanks again, Alina. Thank you, Emily. And keep expanding the canon! And special thanks to Lauren Bonet for editing this episode.